Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, you guys. Welcome to episode six of The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives on the well-known and more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. As always, I'm your host, Troy McKeady, and today's episode was my favorite so far, and I'm going to be honest with you, it was for selfish reasons. It was just the easiest to prep for because (laughs) this couple was so easy to find information on. They only recently broke up in January, so it wasn't a situation where I had to like scour really weird, creepy message boards and weird parts of the internet that haven't been uh, visited in 20 years because they recently broke up. The information was right there for me, right at my fingertips. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about Courtney Stodden and Doug Hutchison. I became obsessed with Courtney Stodden the day their story was announced. I swear to God, I from that moment, I was hooked. At the very beginning, I remember... Um, it was a little bit of like a freak show obsession, you know what I mean? Courtney was like a weird cartoon parody version of a human person. I had never seen anything like her. I felt like she was like drawn on paper and a witch like brought her to life. I, I, I couldn't believe she was a human real person. Doug was so creepy and so weird. He continues to be very creepy and weird. Um, but over the years, I've gotten to know Courtney. We've all gotten to know Courtney. She's done several reality shows. And... um. You know, she's kind of dropped her act that she was putting on at the beginning of her, I guess you'll call it a career, which is something that we'll definitely talk about. And I later discovered that she actually seems like a pretty sweet person. She's a really nice girl. And she was never in this to hurt anybody or cause any harm. You know what I mean? Like she, I actually think she's pretty tough. The fact that she was 16 and was like made fun of the way she was so relentlessly. And she's, I mean, I was actually just texting Molly about this yesterday. Like, I can't believe we've had Courtney Sodden in our lives for like eight years now. Can you believe it's almost been 10 years since we figured out who Courtney Sodden was? Like, that blows my mind. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we're going to just get right into it. I'm excited to talk about this. There's a lot of information, and um, this relationship is just so interesting and weird, and it's just messy, as always. So I'm excited to talk about it, of course. So, Doug Hutchison and Courtney Sodden started dating sometime in 2010, and then they very famously got married in May of 2011, when Courtney was just 16 years old and Doug was 51. Uh, Doug described himself at the time as having hit an emotional rock bottom. Um, he was an alcoholic. He had been twice divorced. He was depressed. He wasn't working as much as he was in the 90s, and... um Doug credits Courtney as being the reason, the sole purpose that he was able to get his life together and uh, get sober. 
Doug and Courtney met through online acting classes that Doug taught uh, like via Skype. He had like an online Skype acting class, a workshop, and then he also had like a hands-on workshop, which her parents paying for the hands-on workshop is how they ended up getting together in the first place, but that's something that we'll get to. Um, they began the relationship online. That lasted for about five or six months, and then they met in person and almost immediately got married. Doug claims to not have known Courtney was 16 when they started their emotional connection, as they call it. He also said that he, you know, in interviews and stuff, he talked about how the struggle that he felt in his heart because, you know, he had already fallen in love with this girl and, you know, there was no way that he would be able to forget her. So at that point, he was all in and blah, 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 blah. Doug and Courtney had not actually met in person until very shortly before the wedding. Um, Courtney was also a virgin when they met. Uh, she was a devout Christian and was saving herself for marriage. So Doug was um, actually ended up being the person that she lost her virginity to. So before meeting Doug, Courtney was an aspiring musician and actress. Um, she had competed in Miss Teen USA. I'm sorry, it was Miss Teen Washington USA 2010. I don't know why I found this so funny, but like literally every single bio that you read on the internet about Courtney Stodden almost always starts off with this that she was miss teen washington usa 2010 imagine like leading every conversation that you have with i competed in miss teen washington usa 2010 actually who am i kidding i'm probably just jealous because it would be my dream to start off every conversation i have that i was a competitor in miss teen washington usa from january of 2009 to september of 2010 Courtney hosted a cable access talk show that aired in her hometown, which was Ocean Shores, Washington, called The Courtney Stodden Show. Um, I have a quote here from the Daily Beast that her mom gave. It says, which there's a lot to unpack when it comes to Courtney's mom, but I'm just going to read this quote for you. It was a fun little quirky show and people liked it. But, you know, she did experience a lot of the same thing as far as jealousy. The men would love the show, and the women would walk by the TV set and go, what are you watching her for? I'm so glad that she had the experience of learning how to deal with stuff like that at a young age from the little town that we came from. Courtney was actually removed from high school at a pretty young age uh, because of bullying, and she was then homeschooled through an online private Christian academy. I mentioned earlier, too, that Courtney was an aspiring singer, and uh, she released two songs on YouTube in 2010 prior to marrying Doug. They ended up going viral once their relationship became public. The first was called Don't Put It On Me, Girl. Iconic. And the second was called Car Candy. Now, look, I would imagine that if you're listening to this podcast, like you've probably watched Courtney Sonnen's music videos. But if not, I give you full permission right now. Cut me off. Pause me. Stop this podcast. Like, come back to it later. Like, literally get the hell out of here. You're not welcome here until you see it. You have to see Courtney Sutton's music videos before you and I can have a conversation. I'm not kidding. And then come back. Because I feel like this <laughs> this one-sided conversation that we're having will be a lot better once you've seen Don't Put It On Me, Girl. You need to hear it. You need to see it. It's visually assaulting. And you need to have gone through that in order to appreciate Courtney Stodden. P.S. as a side note, Courtney actually wrote Don't Put It On Me, Girl, as a response to the jealous haters and the bullies that she faced in high school. So if you're a person who's been going around and telling people that Courtney Stodden isn't talented, at this point you sound ridiculous because she wrote Don't Put It On Me, Girl. So when Courtney turned 16, she had expressed to her parents that she basically wanted to do um, acting classes. And her mom at that point was her manager. She 
had an aunt who had worked in Hollywood and she had actually worked with Doug on some projects and she recommended Doug because she knew that he was doing like an online private acting tutoring thing. So her aunt recommended Doug to her mom and that's how this whole thing kind of snowballed. By the way, so of course I went to Doug's website because I'm a psychopath and I I really, I would love for you to do the same while you listen to this podcast. I'm not going to lie. I would really enjoy it if you went to Doug's website and went through the same journey that I had went through. Um, The first thing you'll need to do is click contact on the left-hand side. And once you do that, on the right, you'll see a link that um, will allow you to click his yahoo.com fan group. And from there, you can sign up, you know, enter your email and receive notifications for Doug's upcoming projects and events. Mind you, he hasn't worked since 2009, but you never know. Courtney and Doug connected through their strong Christian belief system and their love of the entertainment industry. And uh, they say that over time, their relationship grew to be more uh, romantic through emails. And like I said earlier, Doug maintains that he had no idea Courtney was underage until her mother had actually called him to set up a face-to-face workshop. Now, there's this really, really, really iconic ABC News interview that I'm just going to say, like, obviously, you know, her being a teen bride was like very, um, was very polarizing and, you know, it made people talk about them. But I I really do genuinely believe that this interview is what made Courtney a star. I'm not going to lie. I really do think. And I, I feel like if you're listening to this again, like you probably you've watched this a million times. But really quickly, I have a quote here from Doug. This is from the interview. He's this is about this is him talking in reference to Courtney's age and him not knowing that she was uh that she was essentially a little girl. He said, "It didn't make me want to walk away, but it definitely was a struggle inside my heart at that point because by then I had fallen for her. Which like if you've fallen in love with a girl that you didn't know was underage online, like at that point you have every opportunity to then just stop online chatting like it's not like you've built some you know 20 year long in-person romantic relationship like you're literally emailing so yeah Doug is a fucking creep and just to give some context so this interview like I said I feel like you've probably seen it but this was technically our introduction to Courtney I think this was the first time we had seen her speak now just to give some context like I said I'm pretty sure you've probably seen this interview if you're listening to this podcast but This was technically our introduction into Courtney. Um, I think this was the first time we had seen her speak. And this interview became really popular on the internet. It, like, kind of went viral. It was, like, really popular to make fun of. It was on The Soup and, like, all those shows. And I remember, like, all the late-night talk show hosts would um, talk about it all the time. And it's the one where she's, like, contorting her lips and making all these really, like, seductive faces to the camera while she's looking at Doug. And and I have to say, honestly, watching this again, I still feel the same sense of confusion that I felt seven years ago. Because here's the thing. Let me just break this down and try and, like, rationalize it to myself. It's, like, it's half, like, this is really sad and embarrassing because this is a very naive and, like, emotionally stunted girl whose idea of what it means to be sexy is, like, it's very, like, heavily influenced by, like, Pam Anderson. It's, like, it's very 90s. And in this early stage of Courtney's career, like, she was she was emulating her look after Pam Anderson. I remember that was, like, a thing. She even did a photo shoot in the Baywatch, like, the red Baywatch, the, the One Piece. And, like, I don't know, Pam was, like, her idol for a short amount of time. 
which I just find very odd because her idea of what it means to be sexy as a 16-year-old girl was so dated. Not to say that Pam Anderson isn't like an iconic sort of timeless person because I love Pam Anderson and she's I mean she's everything, but like Courtney Sodden was 16 years old and she had a very like 90s aesthetic. It was like frosted lips and big giant white hair big fake looking boobs, you know, um, like silver eyeshadow, stripper heels. I honestly feel like her mom would just sit her down in front of her TV as a baby with like barbed wire playing all day, the Pam Anderson movie. Like what 16 year old girl in the two, the late 2000s was emulating Pamela Anderson. It was just very weird. It just leads me to believe that her mother played a big influence in Courtney's life at that time as far as her aesthetic and her look and the way she was presenting herself, um, even more so when you think about the fact that she was homeschooled, you know, she didn't really have a lot of friends, she was bullied, and she and her mom were extremely close, and they had an extremely inappropriate relationship, which we will definitely get to. Like I said, there's a lot to unpack with her mom, um, and a lot of this stuff will make so much more sense once we talk about it. And this, by the way, is where the like the romantic emails began, which is something that they talk about a lot in interviews, the romantic emails. They consider this to be a very important part of their relationship, this like sort of online courting process. And um, when they talk about how long they've been together, they consider this to be when they started dating, when they were just sort of like communicating through email. This is a quote that Doug gave to ABC News. He said, it was a really beautiful and unique way to get to know someone because we didn't have the distraction of the physical. We could only get to know each other through our words and our sentiments. And Courtney's mom, Krista Keller, gave an interview to the Daily Beast in 2011 that I'm going to be quoting a lot, where she talks about the exchanges. And um, by the way, her mom was monitoring these romantic emails. So she was like helping Courtney write them and making sure that they were appropriate and blah, blah, blah. Her 16-year-old daughter to a 51-year-old man on the internet. She was helping her daughter write these emails. She says, It was a very beautiful, loving, non-sexual type of turn. It was very admirable on his end. Then he called me to tell me that they were falling for each other. I could really tell my daughter had the kind of love when you want to marry a man or be with the man. Even though she was just 16, I knew it was going to take a pretty big man to handle her because of her sexuality and because of the attention she gets from other men. (sighs) Again, Their relationship is very weird. It is very odd. To be honest with you, like, obviously, Courtney and Doug's relationship is fucking weird, and the beginning stages of it were really inappropriate. But, like, Courtney and her mom's relationship is 20 times more inappropriate. I promise you. And the even more weird thing is that, contrary to popular belief, Doug was actually initially against marrying Courtney because she was underage. It was Courtney's mom who pushed it and they all realized pretty quickly that if they had dated Doug you know could potentially go to jail they would basically legally have to get married in order to be together that's why they got married so soon after meeting each other I have a quote here from ABC News this is Doug he said I told Krista I don't know if you know this or not but your daughter and I are falling in love and if you and Courtney's father, Alex, have any misgivings whatsoever about this, I will respect you and Courtney will respect you and will step back. But no, her mom was living for the fact that Courtney was falling in love with Doug. I genuinely believe that Courtney's mom just kind of sold her off. Like, I think she thought, you know, marrying Doug would start her career and she would become this big star. 
And I guess, you know, in the long run, she got what she wanted, but it wasn't at all the way that I think they were planning on this happening. Like, she didn't become a movie star. It's not like Doug got her an Oscar. They became infamous and, like, mocked and made fun of. Her mom told the Daily Beast, I felt and lived it and seen how it matured to love. See, with Courtney, with the way she looks, how is she ever going to know if someone loves her for how she looks or for her heart? I wanted her to be with somebody, and she wanted to be with somebody that loved her for her heart. So this was perfect for her, to have a long-distance relationship to where they could just communicate through words. There was no sexual anything. We knew he loved her for her heart. By the way, Courtney's mom is the same age as Doug, and that plays a major factor later in their weird relationship. Courtney and Doug married on May 20th of 2011 at a Las Vegas chapel off the Strip. And Courtney's dad, who, by the way, is four years younger than Doug, walked her down the aisle. Um, Doug's brother was the witness. And they honeymooned at the Chateau Marmont. And Courtney very famously told the press that she was aroused that day for 24 hours. You know, there were a lot of really weird things about Courtney's shtick at that time. um, That over time, they just sort of dropped. Like, for one thing, her insane, seductive faces and the pouty, quivering lips and the interviews and the way she spoke, um, you know, her clothing changed a lot. And I think more importantly, she dropped that whole, like, Lolita thing of, like, I'm this young, inappropriate thing that you're sexually attracted to. And if you recall, Courtney was actually known for tweeting these really fucking inappropriate, like, Mad Lib-style tweets at this time, like, this very early time in her career. And I just want to read a few to jog your memory, because I fucking love them. I miss Courtney's old tweets. Throwing on a white string bikini, fluffy light-up bunny ears, seven-inch heels, and a rhinestone bow tie while baking cookies. Don't put it on me, girl. Had a bodily breakfast in bed this morning. It was so tasteful just like sweet syrup pancakes completed with a lush creamy filling yummy (laughs) like what woke up to a perfect morning romantic melody softly playing my favorite breakfast all prepared and my pups licking me up and down Mm -hmm. this is the best one (laughs) celebrating the last celebrating the last night of being a sexy sweet 16 by wearing nothing but my tasty b-day suit Mm-hmm, yummy courtney and doug were immediately thrusted into a giant media firestorm as soon as their marriage was announced to the public and doug's agent told the press pretty immediately that he was going to be done representing him and that he was separating himself and that he no longer wanted anything to do with him his family completely wrote him off his Uh, His parents, his brother, even the one that was at the wedding, they all stopped talking to him. And um, they both started receiving death threats. Like, it was pretty intense. And then speaking of Doug's agent, I just, for the hell of it, and again, for context, I just wanted to take a minute to kind of run through Doug's filmography really quickly. Um, At one point, Doug was like a real legitimate fucking actor like he starred in multiple oscar nominated films which is so crazy to me so these were the movies he starred in uh fresh horses the chocolate war uh lawnmower man a time to kill love always con air batman and robin the green mile shaft bait i am sam the Salton sea no good deed moolah the burrows the punisher Warzone. 
Days of Wrath, and in 2009, his last film was Give Him Hell Malone. And then as far as TV, he starred in The X-Files, Party of Five, Millennium, The Practice, basically every one of the CSIs, um, Guiding Light, Kidnapped, 24, Lost, and Lie to Me. Now, one of the most talked about rumors when Doug and Courtney first got together was Courtney's alleged plastic surgery, which she maintained at the time that she had, had not done anything to her body, basically. Um, and Doug would say in interviews in a very creepy voice that God was her plastic surgeon. Courtney appeared on Dr. Drew's show Life Changers, which I'm not even sure is on anymore, but she gave a um, a breast ultrasound on live television to prove to the public that she hadn't had plastic surgery. And this whole thing was really fucking weird to me. Like, she was 16. It all felt very, like, Britney Spears in, like, 1999. If she had had plastic surgery, who the fuck cares? And the it was weird because the audience was, like, clapping when it was discovered that she didn't have implants. They all clapped and, like, applauded her for not having them. I thought that was really weird. Like, the least important thing in this situation is that Courtney Sutton may have had her boobs done. She just married a 51-year-old alcoholic, and she's 16, so... Now, if you don't watch shows like this, or, you know, maybe you just so happen to miss this season, I would really suggest you go back and watch it. I promise you, you will not regret it. It was really good, and it also starred my favorite reality TV couple of all time, which if you are a part of our Facebook group, mollyandthepsychos.com, you know this about me. I love me some Alex McCord and Simon Van Campen. They are my life. Also, uh, Farah from Teen Mom was on it. She notoriously came, like, by herself and claimed that at the last minute her boyfriend didn't want to be on camera, which, like, everybody knew in the house was a lie. Um, it's a good season. I would go back and watch it. Also, there's a scene where, um, if you don't watch it, I would suggest you just YouTube the scene where Alex McCord gets out of the pool in the back of the house. Um, she's, like, arguing with Simon, and she gets out of the pool to storm off, and then she slips and falls on her, like, on her side in a really awkward... In a really awkward way, the only Alex McCord would fall, and then she struggles to get up, and it's just, it's really, watch it just for that alone. Dr. Jin, who essentially is the Dr. Drew of couples therapy, said in interviews that after treating Courtney and Doug, she got the sense that Doug was not a traditional predator in the sense of, like, seeking out young girls on the internet to date based on their age, and she said that she would describe their relationship as isolated, which I guess I can kind of see just generally speaking, but to me, Doug kind of seems like, I mean, he doesn't kind of, he seems like an extremely unwell person mentally. Um, I've also mentioned that Doug was a severe alcoholic right before meeting Courtney. He was suicidal and he um, not only credits Courtney for being the reason that he got sober and got help, but being the reason that he did it, which I always find to be really unhealthy just in general for a person to, you know, claimed that a per like a specific person was the reason they chose to get sober it like wasn't for him at all and also Courtney's 16 like I, I I'm just gonna continue to say that over and over like she's 16 and he's putting all this shit on her like you're the reason I'm not gonna kill myself I'm sorry that's extremely not okay I have a quote here from Dr. Jen this is from an Access Hollywood interview she says I believed it was wrong, the decision to let a 16-year-old girl marry a man in his 50s. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, to, it's uncomfortable to see. 
At first, I said to my producer, I think this guy is a pedophile. I don't know if I can work with these people. But I do see that this is a married couple that is genuinely married and they have marital issues that need to be worked on. I came in saying, she's a victim and he's a predator. What I found was that she has a lot more power in the relationship and he is far more powerless than I expected. His family has completely disowned him. He unfortunately has nothing besides her at this point. Again, terrifying. A 51-year-old, former alcoholic, formerly suicidal man who has nothing in his life but this one person that he claims to be the reason he got sober and she's 16 and they're now legally married. Like, I, I, to me, red flags are just fucking popping up everywhere. I, I can't see through the sea of red flags in front of my face. In 2013, Courtney appeared on Celebrity Big Brother UK. Uh, she was evicted from the house on day 22. Now, I just want to say something really quickly about Celebrity Big Brother. Um, Celebrity Big Brother is a blind spot for me, which is an extremely sore subject because something that m you may not know about me, even if you are a part of the, the Facebook group, is that I am like, I'm a Big Brother super fan. Like, it's legit my favorite reality show of all time. I'm one of those ridiculous people who watches live feeds. Like, I watch it all summer pretty religiously. I've seen every episode since I was, like, eight. I'm obsessed. I follow these people psychotically outside of the show. Like, it's genuinely, like, my favorite summer pastime. So the fact that I don't watch Celebrity Big Brother, like, really, really hurts me to the deepest parts of my soul. Uh... It makes me question who I am as a person. It makes no sense in my life. So, again, a blind spot for me. I really want to go back and watch some seasons, but I'm one of those people, like, I'm a completionist, and if I don't watch something from the beginning, I kind of just disown it because I feel like I can't connect to it. You guys, I hate to cut you off, but at this point, I think you know the drill. you got to be a Patreon member to hear the remainder of this episode. So... Go to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. At that point, you will uh, be asked to donate. And then when you donate at this level, you'll get this podcast. You'll get the remainder of all the episodes every single week. You'll get Liz Bentley's Feathers in My Hair, which is the Teen Mom podcast. Um, you'll get me and Molly's uh, Brittany and Kevin Chaotic special. You'll get all the stuff that Molly does exclusively through Patreon. It's well worth it. And also, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, go to mollyandthepsychos.com. It'll take you straight to it. And uh, all we do all day and all night is talk about reality TV. It's super fun. So, like I said, patreon.com slash ebpsychos and mollyandthepsychos.com. truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.